Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by Bram Singh, the Chief Executive Officer at BDX Data Centers. Good evening for you, Bram. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, delighted as always to talk to you folks. Uh, absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to learning a bit more about yourself and obviously taking a, a real deep dive into BDX. I know you, you're very busy at the moment, got a lot of news, so I'm sure we can have a, have a good look into all of that. Before we start, do you just want to give a quick introduction of who you are and what your role is at BDX? Ah, okay. So I'm Bram Singh and I'm the CEO here at uh, BDX Data Centers. My role essentially is to surround myself with people smarter than me and then let them do their job, which is what we are doing across the region. So I, I just to introduce, rather than introduce me as learning more about myself, uh, uh, the, the company I work for, uh, the company that we started, the team and I, and I-squared, our, uh, our uh, private equity investor, uh, has uh, data centers spread across uh, Asia, Southeast Asia. So we are in Nanjing, we are in Guangzhou, we are in Hong Kong, Singapore, and now Indonesia. Soon, Taiwan, and soon Malaysia, hopefully. So that's the plan. Um, we are spread thin, the, the core team. Um, and uh, uh, one of the ways we manage is through automation. If there's one point I love to harp on, it's, it's, it's the automation that we bring in so that the whole cluster can be managed intelligently. We have a lot of AI, uh, AI sorry, and automation running the business, uh, helping us run the business. Uh, one day they may, may get smarter than us, and then I don't know what's going to happen. But right now, uh, extremely useful tool, and I've written about it. And uh, uh, So that's what we are, you know, a bunch of dedicated people, very smart, young team. I'm the old man in the, in the group. And uh, just enjoying ourselves, building out uh, a data center uh, cluster for this company across Asia in a very short time. We, st- uh, you know, we, we as as we uh, uh, look as we get all caught up in stuff, we forget we barely uh, what we life started for us in 2019. So we are as young as that, uh, though it looks like a lifetime. Anyway, so that's what we are. I always say on that point that data center years are like dog years, aren't they? You know, it moves so quickly that we don't actually realize sometimes how fast it is moving. You know, and that's a great example of how quickly it, it can progress with an organization like yourselves. Yes, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But that's also because, you know, uh, the, the fact that right now the trajectory is like this, the whole industry is, 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 but then, you know, as, I've, you know, I've, I've had 30 years of experience under my belt, and I've, and uh, one thing is for sure, what goes up, you know, usually comes down. So, uh, all of us in in BDX, we prepare us, so we, we run our business uh, uh, without thinking about valuations. We run our business purely as operators. We've been operators for you know all my life. I'm an operator, and that's what we do. We operate. We don't look at the valuation. Uh, because that's that, because then you start getting you look at the valuation when 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 it's like this not now now you know blind 
put your blinkers on and and stick to operations. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point as well. Going back to yourself quickly, I know you, you obviously want, you like to talk about BDX, but just quickly on yourself, I always like to find out how people started their career and how they ended up in the world of data centers. So how did you start your original career and, and how did you kind of develop your career in the data center sector? So it was, um, I started off in software. Uh, uh, I started my life as systems analyst in Hong Kong and uh, then telecoms. Uh, and from telecoms, uh, it at one point, um, must have been around 2008 or nine, maybe, uh, when I realized that uh, uh, that the action was moving. Uh, I think it happened when, I'll tell you exactly, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, for the longest of time, we were focused on the carrier hotels. You know, you're 60 Hudson, you had, you had one Wilshire, you had uh, uh, I, uh, Mega Eye, and that's where we would we would focus on. And when I used to be in LA, I would go to pay my you know the usual pilgrimage to One Wheelchair. And then when I'm at One Wheelchair, I find out that they have a core site at that time had taken over One Wheelchair, and they had uh, invested in a property uh, 900 Alameda, where they were hosting content players and it and it took a while to register the the paradigm shift taking place that Cali hotels was no longer where the action was going to be even though at that time it was but that 900 alameda which by the way a core site was giving away free i mean they were i think they were they offered five years so they had got google there and they offered or some one of the large players and that's when you know the coin dropped and I said, you know, time to move to that to that that side of the industry, which I did, and I think it was a good move I made. I think so. So it's certainly gone well, and that was another point I wanted to pick up on. A question that I'm asked quite a lot is is kind of how people like yourself develop a successful career. So I always like to ask, kind of, what would you say your main learnings have been across your career that have led to you achieving the success that you have? Wow. Um, I, I think it is, um, I, you know, I mean, God, if, you know, I think careers are successful, as you call it, careers are measured by all the mistakes made and by what you learn from the mistakes. So uh, I, I, if I have any talent, it's when I blunder my way through, through stuff, I, I learn, I learn, uh, and, and, uh, and learn from the smart people around me. Learning, I think, uh, once you uh, are a constant student, you will, and you apply that. Um, so that's one. And I think the second very important thing which I learned um, was an attention to detail, which I had to inculcate because you know one was always rushing around like uh, distracted by one shiny object or the other. And then the focus on what really matters and attention to detail, I think, is so learning and attention to detail and the ability to, I think, reading and writing, three things. If I, if, if I would tell young folks what to do, you know, 
uh, learn, learn, learn from the smart people around you. Don't get intimidated by them. Please don't. And don't foo-foo them. The two kind of, we tend to do that sometimes. See a smart guy, we get defensive, we foo-foo him. Or we get intimidated. Neither. Take him like a teacher, learn attention to detail and reading and writing, reading and writing. The guys who succeed, I've noticed, uh, are the ones who can read and write and speak, uh, speak up and write. The more you write, the more articles you write, the more papers you write, the more successful chances are that you will be successful in what you do. I, I, this is fine. And I think it's great advice. And, and another point you touched on earlier was about building a great team around you, isn't it? You know, the old adage, like you said, about employing people that are smarter than yourself at, at that certain element of their role. I think working with great people, learning from great pe- people and building a team is, is a really imperative as well to, to your own success. True. And that you do if you are a hungry learner, if you are going to be a student all the time, you don't want to be surrounded by people who either say yes to everything or who don't offer anything to you. It's actually a very selfish uh, uh, motivation, I think. And that is surround yourself with people who keep feeding you useful information, who keep teaching you. So you grow. You know, so I'm de- I've definitely become a better person today because of the people around me. And all of them are younger than me. One would think I would be teaching them, right? And actually, and they sometimes think that's what's happening, but actually it's the other way around. I'm learning from each of them. So um, that it's, it's a very selfish motivation to be surrounded by people smarter than oneself. And it works for everyone, right? I totally agree. And it's a, it's a great point, well made. Now, back to BDX. We, we touched on BDX, obviously, earlier at the start of the podcast, just a brief snapshot of, of what you are. Um, do you want to just give, a kind of again, a little insight to what the overall goals and objectives are of BDX, what you're trying to achieve? So, um, we, we, we actually started off as, uh, as specialists in telco carve-outs. So, it happened almost naturally. So we didn't get into it with a great fine objective. It was, we saw this opportunity that telcos were now earlier, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, telcos were doing everything themselves, right? And then what happened was the, the amount of investments they had to make became more and more onerous and more and more expensive. Look at 5G, it's, it's, it's eating up all their funds. And now they realize that, hey, we better focus on what our core business is. And, and you know, and data centers definitely is not their core business. You know, it's, it's mechanical electrical pumps, which is completely different. If you know the telco business, it's got nothing to do with mechanical, you know, electrical pumps and pipes. No, that's not their business. And they were doing it badly across they were doing it badly. Uh, so they, we, we sensed that they want to divest. And so I think we were amongst the early ones who came in, and at least in Asia. It was happening in the US. At least in Asia, we were the early ones who came in and, and spoke to Hutchison and spoke to Telstra and spoke to Indosat and, and others and you know, saw that they were smart enough to, to 
to give these assets over to people for whom it would be the central business. So in that way, we acquired these assets, and then it, this then when you run these assets, you you realize that 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 there's you're holding the weight of the world on your shoulders. And I'm not exaggerating exaggerating a wee bit. Um, every time you click it's 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 data centers or managing yeah the it's, the cloud is not in the cloud it's on servers on my data centers the responsibility uh, i don't know why i didn't feel the sense of responsibility uh, when we did you know we were in telco and we were doing it but compared to the sense of responsibility we feel now i think what we were doing in the telco era uh, part of my life was almost mechanical I hate to say this, but right now the 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 responsibility to 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 ensure a, a, a continuously running data center uh, and 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 uh, uh, making sure that that all that information there, all the the content there is 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 secure, is almost an obsession. So if you ask us, what is our objective? I tell you, we are, we we don't. If you look at my colleagues in the in the in the competition, they do a number of things. Uh, uh, you know, they they are good at they say a variety of things. We have realized that that's not what we are. We are not good at many things. We're just great at one thing, and that is housing your hybrid infrastructure. That's all we do. We we take. An enterprise's hybrid IT infrastructure, and 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 we look after it. So, really, I don't have any grand objectives except that to continue doing this wherever we acquire or build a data center. All we want to do is provide you the best world-class housing for your IT hybrid infrastructure. That's it, and that's all. That that's what we. That's our objective. There's no great masters of the universe kind of planning going on here. No, but it is a great objective. And do you think that that increased sense of responsibility is because we as individuals in the world is now much more dependent on those services and probably more aware of the importance of the cloud and data centers? I think it comes from any, I think it comes from uh, us being closer to the data. Don't forget, and you don't forget, and I, and you know it as as much as I'm sensitive to the fact that the internet, the connectivity, the communications, the telco world, the wireless networks are about as important to this whole ecosystem as data centers. Right? I mean, I mean, yeah, just because data centers are are are, are on the trajectory, uh, you know, upward trajectory these days doesn't mean we discount the rest of the ecosystem, right? All of that is as essential as we, as the data center world. It's just that I think we are closer to the customer and his needs and his data. And it's just become more obvious and onerous because of the pandemic. I mean, the, it was happening before the pandemic too, right? I mean, we were, the world was clicking its way uh, uh, up uh, uh, through the cloud. Uh, uh, but then in the pandemic, it just just amplified, just accelerated. Uh, so yeah, I think we, uh, the fact that I'm 
we, we're seeing the servers humming away every day, you know, the thousands of them. You know, I think it, it kind of jolts us into, into you know, rolling up our sleeves and making sure that everything is, is okay. Um, it's just that we are closer to the data. The internet and telecoms is, is about as if you know as we are we are all the ecosystem right we are all connected it's not, you can't it's just that it's a different discipline but it, it, it's all it, it's all interconnected you can't do one can't work without the other no definitely totally agree and we we touched on it earlier that you, you're doing a lot of travel at the moment um and i wanted to discuss with you about obviously Indonesia. I know you've recently launched BDX Indonesia. So just wondered, obviously, why that was an important location for you. So, you know, for the longest time, Andy, the, the big brand uh, data centers, right, have stayed with Australia, Japan, Hong Kong, Singapore. Uh, now you can add Indonesia to the list and, uh, and it's no longer, Indonesia is no longer at the periphery of Asia's network uh, topology. Uh, it, it is bang in the Goldilocks zone. You know, it's got the, it's, it's, its location is just right. Uh, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, geopolitically just right. Uh, its culture is just right. Uh, it, it, it's, it's open to in foreign investments. And very importantly, very importantly, open to, Techno change, so change the change of technology is welcome here. This this country is amongst the most cloud uh, literate place I have worked in, right? And, and lastly, its demographics are just right. It's got a large pop young, a large young population of digital natives. Um, so all of this adds together uh, to uh, making Indonesia the you know the the perfect spot for for expanding for venturing out of singapore venturing out of hong, uh, hong kong and venturing out of of japan and and and, and australia the next step in the next place is indonesia for the reasons are laid out uh, and it's not just us Andy. it's not just us um, uh, the uh, uh, the others are coming into and it's and that's good for indonesia it's good for us all it does is uh, it tells you know it, all we have to do really is build the same world class infrastructure here that we have built everywhere else and focus on what like I said what, one thing we are great at you know we're not the other guys come in we are good at this we're good at that now we are great at one thing building world class um, uh, housing for our enterprise customers and our hyperscaler customers for their for their uh, IT uh, uh, ecosystem. Yeah, it's, like you say, it's definitely somewhere where we're seeing a lot of activity at the moment. A lot of the major organisations moving into the region, and as you said, you know, I don't think that's going to slow down anytime soon. Another geographical comment I wanted to sort of touch on a point was a moratorium in Singapore. Obviously, we've recently seen it seen it lifted, and I just wanted your views on on how you think that will impact that region now that we are in the phase where you know data centres can be developed once again. So keep in mind, uh, uh, unless you heard something I haven't, uh, the moratorium has not been lifted. They are, they are cautiously uh, looking at what to do. And the next step uh, has been, I think they're going to invite tenders. Um, for uh, uh, They're going to allow 60 megawatts 
of capacity, which is nothing in the in the Singapore ecosystem. You have to appreciate how important Singapore is. Uh, I'm sure you do. You know, if you if you look at you know, where uh, so home for me is Northern Virginia. For me, home is very close to uh, 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 Ashburn and that area where you have what's it the data center alley, right? I mean, so I, 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 when I first landed, immigrated to America, and I was in. Uh, uh, in Northern Virginia, all that area was farmland. And today it's it's the largest data center cluster in the world, right? And then you fly across the Atlantic and you have London, data center cluster, you have Amsterdam, another huge cluster, Frankfurt. After you fly from, when you take from Frankfurt, you start flying uh, east, you go right across the Middle East, you go across India, and the next data center cluster of any size is Singapore. So after Frankfurt, there's nothing except Singapore. That's how important Singapore is. Singapore's hinterland is goes from India to right across Asia. So the countries are around it, of course, but India too and China. We we have you know uh, users in Beijing who would prefer to come to AWS in Singapore, right? So this is a very important hub, and a 60 megawatt increase is nothing. It, it, it amounts to a drop in the water. Uh, but Singapore has got its reasons to do it, uh, uh, primarily energy uh, cons- conservation. Now, the point I wanted to get to in this laborious way is that in spite, so one would think that because of the moratorium, uh, there is a sh- shift into the region, right? I don't think so. I think the shift would have happened in, in in any case because the imperative for someone like one of the large, you know, uh, hyperscalers, any of the large hyperscalers, is to be as close to the eyeballs as possible to avoid the latency. And as the eyeballs clusters become more and more bigger in places like Indonesia or India, they'll be compelled to go there anyway. You, there's only so much you can do out of Singapore. Um, so there are two reasons when you ask me what will happen as a result of the moratorium being lifted. I first, my first uh, uh, reaction was that it's not totally lifted. They are very cautiously playing with lifting it. And right now, 60 megawatts is neither here nor there. But they are testing the waters. I think I don't know. Um, the one of the results of that is, of course, that people are going to look at Johor. They're going to look at Batam, Bintan, places next to Singapore where they can set up house. Uh, but then also because of this push toward, towards the eyeballs, uh, people are going to start coming into Indonesia and uh, India, Thailand, Philippines, uh, uh, anyway. Um, ha- <coughs> having said that, Singapore will never lose its. its it, I mean, I mean the, the 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 advantage of Singapore is huge. It 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 provides you the kind of stability uh, and and uh, infrastructure, vendors, uh, the whole ecosystem is rests in Singapore. They they, are, they have built the uh, so for data centers, the the talent, the engineers, the vendors. The infrastructure is all here in Singapore. 
So it's never going to lose its importance. And I, th- and I think secretly, secretly, Singapore Inc. is actually relieved that some of the pressure is being taken into the region. I think they won't say it, but I think they're relieved because you know they, they have they have to keep this place how it is. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful place, uh, and, and for them to provide quality of life to uh, 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 professionals who come in to live in Singapore is very important, and they don't want to diminish that. No, yeah, that all totally makes sense to me. And I think, like you said, I was going to ask you about kind of where do you see, how do you see the spread changing in Asia? But I think you've already answered that question with regards to you know, development moving away from the hubs closer to the eyeballs, as you say. And, and that's kind of what we're seeing globally, obviously, but specifically in Asia, where you're seeing more development in like Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Philippines, etc. Sure. I know you mentioned it a few times. I think it's really evident like how important your team is to you and people and, and your business and, and your touch on talent. It comes across you know, very clearly in our conversations. But I know that work-life balance is something that's really important to you and that, that probably helps you from a retention and attraction perspective. Talent is hard to find these days. So I just wondered kind of what you've done to try and improve the work-life balance of your team and, and how you have positioned yourself to be more attractive as an employer and to keep your talent as well? So we are notoriously lax in in any in in enforcing any nine to five nonsense. Right? Notoriously lax. Uh, And I've we don't we don't require our team to come to work every day. I have suspected this uh, this whole uh, coming to our, you know commuting two hours to office or in, uh, in Hong Kong it takes sometimes an hour to, to go to work and uh, I, I've always suspected this to be you know something avoidable. But hey, that was the culture. Then look what happened with that. The, the, the one good thing COVID did was to prove me right on this one point that you. Can you the only way you can measure performance of a colleague is through the output. It's not how how many hours he spends staring at the at, at the TV screen at, at, at the computer screen every day. I said TV. It actually, it's true because you know the guys who st- keep staring at the TV at, at the uh, computer screen are probably at times playing computer games. Now the guy working from home. There's only one way to judge his output, and that is performance. Sorry, one way to judge his productivity is the deliverables. That's it, and that's all. So we don't impose those rules on our on, on our folks. There's no timesheet. There's no time. In fact, there was there was an uh, there was a very legitimate reason to have timesheets for certain employees because of you know we have now three four companies to to where the senior management uh, uh, have to allot their time. And I railed against it. I, I was completely against it. Uh, uh, and uh, so that's one. We don't. Number two, we don't compromise on health plans. You know, we, we, our, our wages are, our, our salaries are, you know, on a, a part of the market, but we do not compromise on health plans. And this is very personal to me. Uh, 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 as an American citizen, 
you know, I love my country with a passion, but I hate what <clears throat> we are doing on the healthcare. I, I can't, uh, it is an abomination, American healthcare, right? And I want to make sure that nothing, that my colleagues don't ever have to have to worry about, about medical. So we, you know, when you, your question is work life, you know, I mean, we don't, we, we are not there. We can't do all the great stuff Google does, but this is the way we, we don't enforce any, any nine to five nonsense. We don't, you know, we let people work the way they want to work from, from where they want to work, but we judge them on, on deliverables. If you're in BDX, you are going to be a driver or you're not going to survive here too long. So we are a bus full of drivers and very few passengers. And those drivers, once you're a driver, you know, what the heck, he's, he's going to be pushing me. You know, I, I have my uh, people yelling at me and, and asking me, hey, why is this not happening? Why is that not happening? It's not the other way around. It's rather the other way around. So, yeah. Uh, and the last thing, of course, is healthcare. We we don't compromise on that. So that's how you know, I'm speaking honestly, uh, ex tempo, <laughs> what we do. Uh, it's great, and I think a lot of it to me it sounds like you know you you trust your employees, you give them you you trust them to do their job, and and I think that's what a lot of the when you talk about pre COVID when people did expect you know, people to commute two hours to the office or whatever. It was because they didn't necessarily trust their employees to produce the same outputs at home. But during the pandemic, they had to trust them and they yes. did They did produce the same outputs or yes. better. No, no, the guys who were drivers. So we learned a lesson. So HR, BDX HR, all its hiring, you know, whatever it does, it, it, it's a Harrison test and this test, I don't know what they do. All of that is geared towards one thing, and that is to, to uh, separate the drivers from the passengers. We call that, that the drivers. So we only hire drivers. He may not be the best, uh, uh, you know, he may not have all the experience for data center. So, but if he is a driver, we grab that guy. Now, once you have drivers, then these fellas and, and ladies, they can be anywhere. And they're the guys who are going to be pushing us. So, for example, our uh, 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 Nanjing team in China, they're cut off from us because of this COVID. But by God, the way they push us, because they're drivers, those guys, the young people sitting there, you know, our Nanjing data center came up in the midst of COVID. I mean, I remember 2019, I was there uh, in December, and then I remember I went to PTC and then bang, COVID hit us. Or was it, yeah, two, yes, COVID hit us 2020. And I couldn't go back. And when I went back after many months when I was allowed in, um, uh, uh, I think November, after all uh, four, 20 days of quarantine, I go there and the first time I saw my data center and it was built by a management team, average age 35 or less. And, you know, all we did from here was guide them, but they did the whole work. And that is because we chose drivers and that's it. So, you know, who cares where they work from, how they work? They can sit with their kids and work from there, work from home. Uh, they'll give better results than sitting in the office from, you know, nine to late evening, you know, staring at your computer screen. 
pretending to work. <laughs> I, I, to- I totally agree. It's, it's kind of how we run our business as well. So, you know, it's, it's great to hear that you're doing that. Before we finish up, there's just a couple, couple of questions I'm asking everyone on the podcast this year. Have you got any predictions for the market over the next 12 months? Is there anything you think will, you know, either a dramatic shift or anything particular that you can think of that will have an, uh, have an impact on the sector over the next 12 months? I suspect, uh, Andy, over the next 12 months, we're going to flesh out the men from the boys. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Interest rates have gone up in the U.S., Right. So oh, uh, this whole industry is flush with funds being put here by private equity investors who are being chased or were being chased by you know, pension funds seeking a better return, right? Because interest rates were so low. Now, interest rates have gone up. Uh, and the pressure, and, and I, either, uh, so, so acquisitions are going to be that much more interesting. You, you know, you, you can't pay those heavy multiples that you were doing earlier. It would be not very smart to do that. Uh, and there's going to be more focus on performance. Now, you remember I told you that all we do, we, we are operators, and that's all we've been focused on, not valuation. So we have been focused on just running our data centers properly and getting customer confidence. A lot of my competitors have been focused on just get, grabbing private equity money and building. Uh, and let's see what happens after that, right? And then and then chasing uh, the, the hyperscalers. Now, the hyperscalers, you have, you know, 10 big ones being chased by 20 uh, uh, wannabes who, who and they're very few, they're very few who have, have mastered the art of building, purpose-built data centers for, for hyperscalers. Uh, the best of the lot is, is a company called Airtrunk. They do it wonderfully, and they're focused on that. Uh, now, we are too. And why is that? Because we have, you know, we, we like I told you, we, we did telco buyouts, and then we upgrade those 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 data centers. We just soup them up, we trick them out, and that upgrading is a far more difficult job than building a new data center. We discovered so as did so our our, our hyperscaler customers and partners for whom we're building edge uh, facilities in the data centers we acquired uh, saw that we're doing such a great job and now they're giving us responsibility to purpose-built data centers for them in Indonesia and elsewhere. So guys like us are going to do just fine because we have good balance sheets, right? Uh, Guys like Airtrunk are going to do fine because they have good balance sheets, brilliant balance sheets because they have fine-tuned the art of dealing with the hyperscalers. A lot of the others are going to have a real problem in this, in the new, you know, it's not just the interest rates going up, Andy, you have the supply lines, you know, the supply chain is kind of fraught, isn't it? Because of COVID and then you get hit with the China lockdown, then you get hit with the Ukraine war. So there's a lot of, uh, it's interesting times. And like I said, it's going to, you know, the, 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 the real, it's going to, it's going to, I know it's a terrible term, but it's going to uh, separate the men from the boys. The yeah, next 12, uh, the next 12 yeah. months. Yeah, interesting. And we'll, we'll come back in 12 months and see who, <laughs> see who it is. <laughs> I, I predicted it. I predicted it a year ago. There's an article I put out in, the, in, in LinkedIn, I'll, I'll send it to you, where I said, you know, uh, don't judge us now. 
Don't judge us now when the market is doing well. You know, everyone looks good. Brown Singh looks good. The other guy looks good. We all look great because we are the the mark that we, we got tailwinds, right? And uh, a lot of mistakes being made by all of us are just brushed aside. Why? Because everything is looking rosy, right? You judge us when you know when uh, when the market is down, and then you see how well Brown Singh does and the others do, and, and that will separate the men from the boys. I told I wrote that a year ago, and I tell you, it's coming to pass. Yeah, and I've, I, as a saying, I always like as well. Like the best time to fix the roof is when the sun is shining. Bingo. There you go. Um, before we f- finish up, final question. Um, I ask everyone on my podcast, if you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to start a career in the data center sector, what would it be? Uh, I, I think it would have to be, uh, a, you know, attention to detail. Attention to detail. In, this, in, in the data center business, you can't escape uh, by being a dilettante or by you know just just jumbling your way you know through. no if you don't have an attention to detail don't come into this business because it's, it can be excruciating for you there's no time here for people who who do not spend the time to understand and then you know protect the customer um, uh, through through your attention to detail, I'll just say that one thing. I mean, I mean, really, and the ability to you know to to complete a project and attention to detail. If you have that, this is the place for you. They call us, call us. Exactly, great advice, and you know, and I totally agree. And and on that note, if anyone's got any other questions, I'm sure you're happy for them to reach out directly to you. Oh, no, no, no. Did you ask me if I have any questions? No, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, you covered the whole, like I said, again, I'm talking to someone far better at me than, so yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was lovely. Uh, you, 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 you know, I, I think you exhausted my limited uh, <laughs> knowledge. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really, I really enjoyed the conversation. It's great to learn more, obviously, about you, BDX. You know, you've got so much going on, and, and I recommend that everybody takes a look at BDX's website to learn a bit more about what's happening at the moment. And obviously, like Bram said, you know, check out his his posts and articles on LinkedIn, and, and hopefully, you can learn a bit more. Yeah, and buy my book. By the way, I've written a book. It was a bestseller. It was going to go on Netflix. By the way, yes, let me plug my book. It's called Bombay Swastika. Read the book. It's a lovely novel. There you go. Read the book, Bombay Swastika. We'll share it when we post this. And thanks again, Bob. Really enjoyed it. Pleasure to meet you. And we'll catch up again in the future. Lovely talking to you, Andy. Thanks.